Ladies and gentlemen, welcome right back to another episode of the Judgment Call Podcast. As always, this is Miles Wilson, and today we are filling out the rest of the bracket. I just got done recording the Western bracket, the Gonzaga side. Now I'm going to do the Southern bracket. This is the Baylor bracket. Uh, this one easily has the most upsets out of all the brackets that I've done so far. This was probably the most fun one that I had to fill out just because of how unrealistic it is. But this this is what March Madness is all about, though, uh, having a bunch of upsets then that you just can't predict. But I am doing my best to do that for no reason at all, because who cares? But to start off this one in the round of 64, I am chalking the top five seeds. So Baylor, Ohio State, Purdue, Arkansas and Villanova. I'm going to chalk all of them to move on to the round of 32, uh, even though a lot of people think it's popular to take Winthrop to beat Villanova. I think even without Colin Gillespie, they should be able to beat Winthrop. That's not that big of a test. Uh, same for North Texas beating Purdue. A lot of people like that one. I am not buying the hype on North Texas, so I'm going to send all of the top five seeds on to the next round. Now, this is where it gets interesting. So we have number six, Texas Tech versus the 11 seed Utah State Aggies. Um, these are two teams that play kind of alike. They don't play very alike, but they do play similar. They like to bang down low, get out in transition. They don't shoot unless they have to. And they also both play very good interior defense. So I would lean towards the team with the better inside defense and is better at getting their buckets inside. And that would be Utah State. Uh, Namias Keta is an absolute force for Utah State. If you don't know who he is, he is a seven foot center from Portugal that plays for Utah State. He is gigantic. Uh, he's almost like Cutis uh, Wahab for Georgetown. He's not as big, but he is just as long lengthwise as Cutis uh, Wahab is for Georgetown. And I don't think that I'm pretty sure that Texas Tech doesn't have anybody on their roster that can match his size or at least anybody that gets a significant amount of playing time. So it'd be taking themselves out of their game if they were to go all the way down to the reserves to get somebody who can match his size. Uh, I would expect a big game from Namias Kedis this game uh, on the glass and offensively because he's huge and their leading rebounder for Texas tech is six foot seven. And I don't think they're not going to take him off the, off the court. So I would lean towards Utah state to pull off a low scoring, close upset against Texas tech. And it took me a long time to sit here and decide that I was going to take Utah state, but this could be a coin flip of a game. It could go anyway, but the most exciting result in my opinion would be to take Utah State to pull off the upset. Uh, next, we have Florida versus Virginia Tech, the seven seed versus the 10 seed. Uh, I just really am low on this Florida team. I don't like their resume. I don't like how inconsistent they've been this season. I think Virginia Tech is the more experienced team, the better coach team. Uh, I think Virginia Tech gets this game in a close one. Uh, and then we're going to move on to UNC versus Wisconsin. Um, for as good as North Carolina is on the glass, I believe they're the best offensive rebounding team in the entire nation. Uh, they are very one-dimensional offensively. And I don't believe that Wisconsin ha should have a problem at all making it tough for North Carolina to score underneath. I think that North Carolina also is not good at taking away the three. They they will give you some opportunities to get very clean looks at the basket. And Wisconsin can and will burn you from there. I think Wisconsin will advance with a huge game from Dimitri Trice. Uh, round of 32, we're going to get Baylor 
versus Wisconsin. And I think this upset of or a nine eight seed isn't really an upset. It's just, I guess, semantics. But Wisconsin beating North Carolina here is not what Baylor would want to see. I think Baylor would much prefer North Carolina here. They would love for Jared Butler to get those open looks from three. But now that you're playing a Wisconsin team that can burn you from three, they're going to take advantage on how lazy Baylor can get some time on their closeouts. And Wisconsin will burn them. Uh, Also, this is a team that plays hard. When you're in the Big Ten and you have to play all these teams uh, like Wisconsin, Illinois, Ohio State, Michigan, you are going to be a tough team to beat. It makes you tough when you play tough opponents day in and day out. Uh, They're also very fundamentally sound, Wisconsin is. They limit their turnovers. I think this would be a lot like their game versus Wisconsin, or not not like Wisconsin. This would be a lot like Wisconsin's game versus Illinois, where they only lost by four points, but they kept it close throughout the entire game. But two things, Baylor is not as good as Illinois defensively, and Baylor also does not have the big man threat like Kofi Coburn, like Illinois does. Uh, They just do not have those same threats underneath. I'm going to take a Wisconsin and a nail biter. This is going to be the first one seed that I have getting knocked off and not even making it to the sweet 16. Give me Wisconsin knocking off Baylor in the round of 32. Now we have the two seed Ohio state Buckeyes versus Virginia tech, the 10 seed uh, with how Ohio state has been playing. um, I think they should destroy Virginia tech. I think they'll beat them by double by double digits. This is a very experienced team. It's a very deep team. Uh, Two potential first-rounders in E.J. Liddell and Dwayne Washington. Uh, Ohio State, uh, I'm going to take them, and I'm not going to think twice about it. Let's move on to the three-seed Arkansas Razorback versus the 11-seed Utah State. There is not a soul on Utah State that can guard Moses Moody. And, yeah, I'm going to say that with confidence. There's not a soul on Utah State that can guard Moses Moody. Uh, He sets the tempo for this Arkansas team. And once they get going, there is no looking back. The only way to beat this Arkansas team is to outpace them like Alabama did, like Oklahoma State did, or like LSU did. Um, and Utah State just isn't that kind of game. Even if Namias Keta has a great game, I still think Arkansas should come out on top. Give me Arkansas to move on. Now we have the four-seed Purdue Boilermakers versus five-seed Villanova. I think this is as far as Villanova can get without calling Gillespie. Purdue is one of the better teams in the nation at taking away the three. That's Nova's game. Uh, Jay Wright wants to get his guys open for great looks. Purdue wants to take away those looks for you and get you out of your game. I think they'll be grasping for ways to score by the fourth quarter. Give me Purdue. Now, Sweet 16, this is a great matchup. The two versus the three, Ohio State versus Arkansas. The toughest team, Arkansas will have faced since Alabama. That was what this will be. And this will be the fastest paced team Ohio has played since facing Illinois. I'm going to lean towards Ohio taking this game just because of how many times I've watched them play and watched them lock in defensively in late game situations. They do this very consistently whether this was against the loss to Illinois, whether this was against Michigan, when we just kept hitting three after three after three, it didn't matter. They were still locked in defensively. It doesn't matter what you do to Ohio State. It is very hard to get them out of their game and get them to not be locked in defensively. So I think in those crunch moments where you need your team to get a stop and then go get a bucket, I think Ohio State can do that, especially in the late game. 
I think both teams are very solid on the interior, and that's kind of where Arkansas makes their money. They don't want to settle for jumpers. Ohio State is impartial to that. Dwayne Washington can get a bucket in a variety of ways, and one of those is hitting incredible jump shots from deep. I think he will be able to hit more of those than Moses Moody will, even though he is a fantastic scorer. Um, uh, I, I believe in Dwayne Washington a lot. He can hoop. Uh, so I'm going to give Ohio State the advantage on the perimeter. Um, also, Ohio is a lot better at making you hit tough shots. They're giving you tough looks all game, whether that be from the perimeter or underneath the goal. And even though I'm leaning towards Ohio State to win this game, that pains me to say as a Michigan fan, I think this is going to be a coin flip of a game. But the way that Ohio shoots the spalling, uh, you just got to give – them the edge they limit their turnovers a bit better than arkansas they're a bit more experienced than arkansas is and they just seem like the more well-coached team in the final two minutes of the game uh, ohio just does all the little things better going to take them to advance to the elite eight and that is a very interesting matchup on the other end we have three big team big 10 teams left we have ohio state advancing and now we have the four seed purdue boilermakers versus the nine seed wisconsin badgers uh, this is the first time They've played since their 73 to 69 defeat earlier in the season when Purdue won. Uh, I think that they were helped by some uncharacteristic performances from their bench, Purdue was. But either way, they won. It doesn't matter if I think they can replicate that or not. They did win the first game. Um, and honestly, I think this time will be similar. Uh, even though I think Wisconsin is the better team, Wisconsin is a very inefficient team for as many threes as they take and they make when they do get hot. They're very hot, but they are absolutely no stranger to being a cold team. Uh, only one person on the entire team that plays more than 15 minutes shoots better than 44 percent from the field. This isn't just from three. This is on every attempt. This is from the field. This is just not an efficient team. Uh, they want to take as many threes as possible and they want to beat you from there. They want to make you get into the same paces and be like, hey, you got to shoot us out the gym because that's what we're going to do to you. Uh, I think that Purdue did an excellent job of taking away the three from uh, Wisconsin in the very first game. I think they'll do that again. Uh, Wisconsin also struggles against bigs who can throw their weight around like Eddie did in the first game, like Coburn did again, did against them, and like Luca Garza did against them when they were losing those games against bigs that would just throw their elbows around and get a bucket when they needed one. Um I just, it's just, you can't beat size. Uh, Wisconsin struggles will be amplified in this game, and I will lean towards Purdue again in a close one. Now, to round things out, we are in the Elite Eight. We have two Big Ten teams that played each other in the regular season, the two-seed Ohio State Buckeyes and the four-seed Purdue Boilermakers. Um, even though they did split the season series with Ohio State getting the most recent win in the Big Ten tournament, I think that Ohio State will win this one in regulation. And I'm going to attribute that to the competition that they played on their side of the bracket if they get this far. They will have played Virginia Tech, who is a very well-coached team, solid defense, solid offense. They'll have played Arkansas, who is an incredibly tough team if they get past them. I think they will be hitting their stride facing this Purdue team, whereas Purdue would have had to play North Texas, Villanova without their best player, a Wisconsin team who they match up very well against, and then they'll have to play Ohio State, who will be hitting their stride. I would take Ohio State to win in regulation and get to the final to the final four. That is it. My final four is now complete. I have Illinois and Ohio State facing off, and then I have Gonzaga and Alabama 
facing off on that side of the bracket. This should be fun to break down. I will start go ahead and I'm going to go ahead and honestly start writing it right now, but I am going to get that out to you guys tomorrow. Appreciate each and every one of you who listened all the way through to get to my final four because nobody cares. You're going to do your bracket your way. I'm going to do my bracket one way and then everyone else is going to do their bracket another way. But it is always fun to look at other people's brackets and see where their head is at. But I'm done. That's all I got for today. I'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, As always, this is Miles for the Judgment Call podcast. Appreciate you guys. And I am out.